Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. All right, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, we, we have some of the best fan in the world, J- James. Uh, James Breakwell, sitting across the table from me in Journey 2 Studios. Welcome to Wrong and Wronger. James, we got some of the best fan on earth listening to this show. Yes, the singular one fan. Who is it tonight? Is it your mom or mine? I'm, I'm honestly curious to find out. Uh, my mom listens to all of my podcasts, and so I am almost positive my mother will be listening to this. I actually, I, I meant to bring this up as the nice thing to say about you, but I'll just go ahead and, and bring it up now. Yeah. So it's like my dad, who doesn't read anything I've, I've written ever, he brought <laughs> up a previous podcast to me, specifically about you, your partner. Remember our, our, our vigorous shark versus bear debate that nobody but my dad apparently listened to <laughs> your dad i don't even think he finished the episode based on our numbers but what did he say i do remember that one yeah what did it, what did said, i say what did he say shocked he said that you being the uh being the the connoisseur of pop culture he was shocked <laughs> that you didn't mention sharknados in your oh. argument sharks he couldn't believe it james and, and that shocked me for a couple reasons both because you didn't mention it and, and two, that he thought you were a connoisseur of anything. So congratulations on fooling the world into thinking you know something <laughs> uh, about something. I'm more of a rock contour than a connoisseur, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> don't make me get out my dick. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to blow your English major mind. Yeah, that was the first thing my 13-year-old son said to me after he listened was, why didn't you bring up Sharknado? <laughs> and I, I really did. I had Sharknado written on my tablet to bring up, but I couldn't. I just couldn't weave it in. It didn't have an opportunity to... Uh, uh, to uh, what's the opposite of submerge? <laughs> to pop to the surf. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Uh, there's got to be a verb in there for oh, wait, it. So your son listened. My dad listened. Probably your mom listened. That's three solid listens for that. that well, one. my my son in kind of a Stockholm syndrome sort of move. He's captive in the back seat when I'm listening and basking oh, in my own radiance. That and, poor kid. Yeah. I call CPS. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all of these. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, he's he's right up there and listening and critiquing and yeah, he's got could, good insight. I can't imagine what kind of damage we're causing. I mean, he's going to grow up and turn out like like you. Oh, I mean, that no. Is, he that ain't right. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Imagine the tears my wife has shed over the years just Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't believe your father, a man roughly my age, watches Sharknado. He does not watch Sharknado, but apparently he's aware enough of the world to know what Sharknado is. In fact, I think the Sharknado series has been watched by fewer people than listen to our podcast. It's one of those things that everybody talks about, but nobody sees. We're going like, to have to get into, like, amputees to get to those numbers, right? <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, but... The, like, <laughs> I actually saw a thing like what the, the first Sharknado came out and they were so excited because it was trending on Twitter and they looked at the numbers of people who watched it. It was abysmal. Like, <laughs> you don't need to watch Sharknado to know what it's about. It's a tornado with sharks in it. Like, I got the whole plot right there. I'm not going to waste two hours watching it with commercial breaks. Uh, all right. Well, thank your father for listening and being one of the loyal listener that we have. <laughs> I will. 
I will probably forget right after this, but I'm going to say I will remember. Well, and I will uh, reciprocate by saying something nice about you, James. And uh, James, I've, I've got to frame this in the positive because I am an upbeat and optimistic person by nature. But James was once a, a nude model for an art class, and two of the 20 students did not drop out that day. So, well done. <laughs> One of them became my wife, just FYI, how we met, you know. <laughs> Other one was some kind of creepy dude. I don't know what he was doing there. I wish he would drop out. Wow. I'm glad you didn't get those two confused. That that could have led to some uncomfortable situations. <laughs> also, follow-up compliment, I love how we've just settled into this rhythm of our compliments just being thinly veiled insults. It's really we should really rephrase how we do this. It's not the, <laughs> it's not no the veil over that. No. <laughs> if it would have been me, not only would they have dropped out, but like three of them would have left college. <laughs> just just given up. They'd be they'd be in a psychiatric ward somewhere. Or which, a, you know, they'd turn into a hobo. <laughs> You're a psychologist, so that's how you make your money. You drive them insane, then you give them therapy on the back end. Puts braces on my kids' teeth. There you go, your poor traumatized <laughs> child. <laughs> well, All if, right, we've, if it we've makes gone, you feel any better, my daughter probably hasn't listened to any of these. It does help balance out. It gives me hope that 50% of your offspring will become <laughs> post All right, so James, I would like for you to announce the topic, and if I had a drum roll, I would play it right here. This is a dangerous topic for me. This is Facebook versus Twitter. Let's see. I've got I've got followings on both. Like my livelihood depends on both. So I could I could be out of a job after this. This could be the end of my career. So we have to walk a fine line today, man. And it doesn't matter which side the Guam quarter of fate lands on for you. Yeah, it's kind of like having a podcast of which kid is your favorite. Like, there's really no good way to navigate oh, that. Oh, Sophie's Choice. Yeah. All right. So that's a pop culture reference. Your father will get it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right. So everybody gets that one. Let's just make this real depressing. All right. Uh, let's do, <laughs> let's do uh, heads is Twitter for me, tails is Facebook for me. Being All good. right. Guam Quarter Fate, which I did tweet a picture of last week, as promised. Here we go. Heads is Twitter. Oh, I'm not as bendy as I used to be. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I don't have any good follow-ups for that one that go to good places. I'm just going to leave it where it is. That was almost better than actually replying. It is heads. You have Twitter. I have Facebook, and I'm sad. But go ahead. Less likely to ruin my life. I started out on Twitter. That's where people came to know me, and and almost everybody listening to this podcast right now probably came over from Twitter. Yeah. Let me just say you're all very awesome. And the reason Twitter Twitter is great is because it cuts down my contact with people. Like if they gave me five thousand characters to write a joke, I would have zero followers, maybe less than zero. If Twitter could go in the negatives, that's where I could be. But it cuts it off at a crisp, concise hundred and forty characters. And I had to learn to work within that. And that th- th- those jokes on Twitter pretty much power the rest of the internet. Everything <laughs> from Twitter just gets stolen and reposted on Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram. But it all starts at Twitter with you know whatever the the random crisp joke of the day is, and then it just powers a entire economy of thieves. Like every meme on the internet probably started with some poor unpaid Twitter writer who will you know. <laughs> die in sad obscurity that's that's how and that's how i was for years it took me three or four years before i ever saw one of my jokes spread with my name on it but that's where they all come from so <laughs> thank true. you twitter for being uh, a, a convenient place 
for themes to converge. <laughs> you are the internet great. James, this is the most compelling argument you've ever put forward, I gotta tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on Facebook, you can monetize Facebook a whole lot more easily than Twitter. Facebook has ads that run on the side for a small investment, and the way that it works is you just pay by the number of people that click on your ads. So if it goes completely unnoticed and un, uh, interacted with, you don't pay a dime to Facebook, and you can drive business toward your business. Facebook also, if you ever wanted to catch up on pictures of cats, on people having surgeries, on uh, boring things that people's kids do that they hype up to no end, Facebook is the place to go. It is the portal into the narcissism of America and the world right now. If you want to put your finger on the pulse of what's going on inside the deranged minds of people that pour themselves onto Facebook, all you have to do, point and click. That's all you have to do. And uh, just find out how people feel about the political climate in our country right now. They will put tomes up there just shouting the praises. Are you putting that in the positive column? Are you putting Facebook political arguments in the positive column? I'm not sure. You know the funny thing about both of our arguments here is they're framed in the positive, but it's it's like a humble brag. Like it confuses people. Like my biceps are so huge I can't buy jackets that fit. Oh, all the money I've got to pay out to tailor these jackets to get my massive biceps. You guys, you think you have problems. Listen to me. That's kind of how our Twitter Facebook arguments are going right now. <laughs> Let me tell you the glorious thing about Twitter is for the most part, it's people who don't know you in real life. So it removes a layer of pressure there. And when you really get mad at somebody, you can hit the block button and there are no real life consequences. Like if you block your pants on Facebook, oh, wow, is that going to cause a cascade effect? You will hear about that. Your phone will start ringing. The family will be divided. There will be punches thrown. I mean, it's just... It spirals out of control very quickly. So anytime I make a move on my personal Facebook page, like I have to really think through it. It's like, do I want to unfriend this person? Do I just want to like take them out of my feed, but like so, but stealthily leave them my friend? Like, what level of consequences can I deal with? And well, the other, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's one of the beautiful things about Facebook is that the social currency that you have with Facebook is power. If you unfriend somebody, that is sending a very strong message that you don't have to open your mouth for word one to send. That is the epitome of relational just leverage. It's just a a, a giant passive-aggressive war that leaves no place for broken families. I mean, I think Facebook has caused more broken marriages than than infidelity and drugs and everything else combined. It's just family against family, brother against sister, all these things. And I'll tell you what, it's... The, the scary thing about Facebook is how much much power it wields. Like, I kind of understand how Twitter works at this point. And they've tweaked the algorithms recently. I don't know if you've noticed this, what? but w- when um, when something goes viral on Twitter, it used to be there was kind of a cap. Things didn't go – they would go viral, but not that viral. A really popular tweet would get 10 or 12,000. I'm not – likes. I'm not saying just for me. I'm saying for anybody. All right. But now it's not uncommon to see a tweet – with two or three or four hundred thousand likes, really, and two or three months ago, yeah, that wouldn't happen. But I think they've changed it so because you don't, you never see everything in your feed, but they they selectively pick what they show you, yeah. and they've changed it so that those skyrocketing tweets show up to more people. 
And so, and they broaden the range. And so, something, when something gets up high enough, it just goes it goes to the moon. Now, Facebook is it, it's it's just much more nefarious in how it, it does that. So, I've got two hundred twenty six thousand likes on my on my Facebook page, but when I send out a, a message on there, like it's going to be seen. It could be seen by four thousand people, or it could be seen by ninety thousand people. And it is just a question mark of who it's going to hit. And I can kind of, I have like a frame of reference because I can see how it did on Twitter. So I know like if it's a terrible joke, sure. I mean, people will tell me, you will tell me, yeah, my mom will tell me. Like <laughs> I have a pretty good idea of when it's a bad joke. So when something does amazing numbers on on Twitter and all of a sudden, you know, it gets like 10, you know, 10 views on Facebook, I know that, you know, Zuckerberg or whatever his name is, oh, is back yeah. there in the background, like hiding my content. <laughs> laughing it's, like it's, a mad scientist. He yeah. is, you know, with his billions of dollars. So they've got, <laughs> the, I haven't figured out the algorithms. It's very arbitrary, but the, the amount of control that, uh, that, that Facebook has is kind of humbling. They're probably monitoring this podcast right now. This podcast will be seen by no one on Facebook. I guarantee you that right now. This sucker's getting married. <laughs> well, my mother is on Facebook, and that's why I like Facebook. I don't have to interact with my family at all anymore. I just put it on Facebook, and immediately everyone knows the story. And I don't have to text. I don't have to call. I don't even have to show up at gatherings anymore. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It, it used to be like, again, I'll switch back over because I'm arguing two sides here. I'm arguing the influencer side, which nobody can relate to. And I just lost all three of our listeners. But from like <laughs> on my personal Facebook side, like it used to be they just displayed everything in chronological order. And you could scroll back and see everything everyone had posted in a fairly reasonable amount. But now, like if you it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you click like on somebody's content one time. You're going to see that relative's posts all the time. Facebook's like, oh, this is your favorite person in the world. Let's show you all their stuff. And then at some point you're going to click like it like again because you see their stuff all the time. And so it, it constantly narrows it down. If you go back and scroll through your Facebook feed, I bet you'll find, even if you have like 1,000 friends, you probably see the same 10 or 12 people over and over again. And it might not necessarily be the 10 or 12 people you want to see. It might be your great aunt and your and your your poor child who you ruined and you know a couple <laughs> other people who you really just want to spare from your influence. But because it keeps showing you the same ones over and over again, you keep interacting with them and that's and that's how you get stuck. On Twitter, it's just a giant grab bag for the most part. There are some algorithms, you know, picking showing you some content you've liked before, but I there's a greater chance of random contact. But most importantly, you don't know these people in the real world. So if you don't see them again, if you don't keep up with their lives, that's okay. Nobody's going to make your phone ring and yell at you for an hour, Mom. <laughs> well, that was that was kind of a pointed end to your whole soliloquy. <laughs> For the well, record, she did not call and yell at me, but it's coming. I feel, well, I feel it. Not this <laughs> evening yet, but I, we're actually at the 14-and-a-half-minute mark and have to draw this to a close. And after that long diatribe, I can only be left by assuming that I'm correct and Facebook is better. You you just kind of assume that every time. Like Our conversations are very much like a Facebook argument where I just put out <laughs> logic and facts and it's like, okay, whatever. And then you probably you know post some random website that nobody wants to read because it's garbage. I'll just call you a racist and then that'll shut everything down <laughs> and I can stand on my moral high ground and just look down and lord my own brilliance over everybody. Someday, someday you'll win an argument. Today was not that day, but I'm going to give you the gold star for effort. <laughs> well, we got to draw to a close. If you have an opinion on Facebook versus Twitter, uh, direct message us on Twitter. <laughs> 
<laughs> Breakwell is at Exploding Unicorn, and that's Exploding with an X, and I'm at Steve Olivas, and Steve is spelled with a V, contrary to the opinion of many podcasters in this room right across from me right now. Until next week, and we are going to have a barn burner next week. What are we going to talk about next week, James? No idea. That's exactly right. Until then, this is Steve Olivas for James Breakwell saying thanks for listening, everybody. 